0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk Anything. I'm Mr. John. And today I'm continuing my discussion about universal basic income, UBI. Um, After my last video, I asked some people what some of their concerns were, where they would like more information. Um, And inflation was brought up. Now, I've heard this many times in talking to people about universal basic income, is that One of the major problems with it will be it will cause hyperinflation, and our economy is going to crash because of that, or all the good that it would have done will be negated by inflation. Well, I'm here to set the record straight on that one. Um, These are my ideas. I'm going to be referencing a lot of different things about the economy that you might not know about. but I'm not necessarily going to be including links about them in the description. I might include some things there. We'll see. But the things I'm talking about should be easily found by a simple Google search. You look it up if you don't trust me, find some information. If I get something wrong, by all means, correct me. But this isn't meant to be high level niche statistics. These are. This is kind of some basic facts. Um, So the very first fact I want to get into is we need to start off with realizing inflation doesn't equal bad. Inflation actually, according to our federal government, is a good thing. You might not have known that. But uh, the Federal Reserve, the Fed, has a target goal of inflation. They want 2%. Their goal is 2% each year so that you, if you have one dollar at the start of the year by the end of the year if they re- meet their goal you, that dollar will be worth 98 cents compared to what it was at the start of the year um why would they do that well that's because you inflation actually can be really good for an economy now remember i'm talking about macro economies so that means the whole economic system all of the trading and bartering how it all works, how it all flows. The economic system is about money flowing and cycling and people trading. People having something of value that they trade to someone else for something that they provide that is of value, okay? Flow. If you remember in my first video, if you watched that, that one of the big risks to that flow is someone hoarding money, someone just Collecting it, collecting it, piling it in their basement and not spending it, not using it, not investing it. Um, Because it just takes money out of the economy and the flow stops and it does, and eventually the trade starts grinding to a halt. At least to some degree. In a micro economy, one person's own personal economy, it's a great thing to have tons of wealth stored up. Because then if anything happens, you've got lots of money. You can buy whatever you want, but you don't have to. You can keep it all there in your secret little stash, and your economy is great. In a macro economy, it can be a risk if people hoard too much money because then they're not trading. Um, so inflation helps with that. If you if you wanted to make the most out of your money, and there was not inflation, it could be a very good idea just to bury it underneath your mattress. You got $1,000, you stick it under the mattress. 10 years from now, it's still $1,000, and you can have it for whatever you want. But when you have inflation, then 10 years from now, that $1,000 might be something more like $700. Um, You don't want to lose $300 just because you saved your money. So you might invest it, which means like, you find a company and say, hey, I'll give you my $1,000 so that you can buy equipment so that you can build your business and make more money. And then I will take a percentage of that or the amount, the percentage of your company I have bought will be worth more. And therefore, I will have more money. I will come out of it with the equivalent of maybe $2,000 instead of 700 So my wealth is growing by helping trade and improving your wealth that keeps the economy going that's why deflation is the actual real killer that um that our government really wants to avoid because if you have deflation that means if you stick a thousand dollars under your mattress and 10 years from now it's going to be worth two or three thousand dollars that means everyone's gonna just stick their money in their mattress they're not going to invest it they're not going to spend it on things they're not going to try to make the economy grow the economy is going to go stagnant because everyone's going to be saving their money instead of spending their money. Deflation, bad. Um, now, hyperinflation, now that's a bad thing too. You don't want the money to keep spiraling out of control because where it becomes less worth less and less and less and people's savings and investments can become valueless because it just lost value too fast. So that's a, first start to keep in mind. Now, inflation is not something that just happens randomly in our economy. Maybe once upon a time it did, but the government has realized how important it is to our economy that the Fed takes measures to maintain it. So they have a target goal of 2% that isn't saying, "Ooh, we hope it's going to be 2%. Let's watch and see. No, it's, hey, it's, it's, not enough inflation or it's too much inflation. Let's put this back on track. Get it close to 2%. Um, So what does the Fed do? They, well, actually have a whole bunch of things. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of those. I will probably include some links for you, but just a quick preview. They can adjust bond prices. They can adjust bank um, interest rates. They can adjust how much a bank needs to have in savings. They can Adjust quantitative ease and easing. They can change tax rates. They can spend, gov- change government spending. They can do a lot of things to take money into the economy, take money out of the economy, or put money into the economy. So, the Fed has a, actually quite a bit of control over inflation rates. Now, how much control that is, I don't have a good percentage for you. You can go look it up and let me know. If that number is so small that you still think universal basic income couldn't possibly work because they won't have enough control, let me know. But they have a lot of control. So if for some reason universal basic income did start increasing inflation, the Fed could just change their numbers, change their policies, so that it starts pulling that inflation back down closer to that ideal 2%. But here's another thing. Universal basic income isn't likely to cause much inflation because supply and demand still are rules of the economy. The demand for basic necessities is going to go up. With universal basic income, everyone should have enough money to buy food. Everyone should have enough money to have some shelter. So the demand for shelter, housing, the demand for basic necessities like food and what other, whatever other products or services that the general populace ends up economically deciding is valued as a necessity, um, those things are going to have more demand because people who couldn't afford those things before, the homeless people or the impoverished people, are going to be able to buy that stuff now one concern i've heard brought up about uh, everyone having an extra say thousand two thousand dollars is you'll have a landlord or a grocery store owner come up and say hmm everyone's got this extra money and i'm their landlord i was charging them say five hundred dollars in rent before but now i can charge them a thousand dollars in rent And then they're going to have enough money to pay that 1000 because I know they have that in their bank account because the government gave it to them. So I can take more of their money. Yay! Think for a minute. Because if you're thinking in terms of supply and demand, what happens? Landlord raises his rates unfairly. So what if another landlord steps in and says, "Hey, I got some property over here." And that guy's charging you a 1000. I'll charge you 900. Come over here, you'll save a 100 bucks a month. Still an outrageous price, but hey, it's not as as outrageous. So people start moving to the person who charges 900, and the first guy's like, "Oh no, I'm losing all my business." Guys, I'll charge 800. And then 700, and then 600, and then 500. Um, it keeps going down until the supply meets the demand. The, the amount of income that the, land, the landlords can make from this starts to reach an equilibrium state where the cost of maintaining the properties um, can be sustained by the price they charge rent. And of course, you know, they take a little bit off the top for themselves um but they can only take so much because someone else might be willing to do it cheaper so if it gives you a million dollars a a year to be a landlord you bet your bottom someone else is going to come in and say i'm willing to be a landlord for for half of that supply and demand still applies now again when you if you first start a universal basic income if you start it right off the bat everyone suddenly one day didn't have it Next day, everyone has, say, $2,000 a month. You're going to have a lot of people saying, ooh, I want to buy a house right now. So the demand is going to go up really high immediately until the supply comes to meet it. So it will very quickly, there'll be people like, huh, ah, tons of people are buying houses. They're paying for them. Let's make more houses. Um, takes a little bit of time to make houses, so give it three to four years, and you're probably gonna meet that equilibrium of supply versus demand once again. So even though people are going to have more money at the low end, I wanna specify that, at the low end, people will have more money. This does not mean that inflation is going to happen. Big key to this. Universal basic income isn't about taking and injecting money into the economy. It's not diluting the monetary system. There are there are some theories about how you could do this to a certain degree. Um, I'm not going into that right now. So the theory is that you're going to be taking money from the very high end from and when I say money, again I mean that flow, that trade and the things of value that we exchange, which means fewer people are going to be working for and selling high end luxury goods, more of that production, more of people's work and labor is going to go into producing the necessary goods, the lower luxury goods, the things that the people who couldn't afford before can now afford. If you give a universal basic income to someone who was making a million dollars, it's not going to make much difference in their life whatsoever. And if you're doing a tax-based system to fund universal basic income, then that millionaire is actually probably going to be making a little bit less, all said and done. And so, instead of making 12,000 extra, he might be making 50,000 less. Something like that. So, we're not making inflation happen um by adding money to the economy we're just shifting it we're just moving it we're making sure that everyone has access to certain goods it's pretty simple now i do want to address one additional concern that someone had about housing and property and he said that land was inflexible that supply can't catch up to meet with the demand because because land is a completely inflexible good the demand for it will go up but the supply of land doesn't so inflation not quite first off let's assume that premise is true Land is inflexible. Um, More demand for it means that the prices will go up and people will have to pay more for property. Okay, let's assume that's true. That's not inflation. Inflation isn't referring to one market segment becoming more expensive. It's referring to the entire economy becoming more expensive or the value, the purchasing power of a dollar across the economy is becoming lower. I say dollars, I'm American, you can apply it to wherever you're from. So even if land and property prices go skyrocketing, wouldn't be skyrocketing this, we're talking 12 to 24,000 more a year for people on the low end, Um it's not going to skyrocket. But if it goes up some, those people might not be able to afford housing anymore. Well, that's kind of sad, but that's not inflation. Um, Now, I'm going to attack the original premise though because I don't think that will happen either because land is flexible. Land can be changed in its use and value and utilization. And guess what? We have... Way more land than we currently exploit to the fullest. So ninety-seven percent of the United States of the the United States land is counted as rural. Okay, nineteen point three percent of the population fits in there, which means that um over eighty percent of the population is in just three percent of our land. That's that's a lot of extra land. Um, we have a lot of room to expand there. There's a real reason why our population is so concentrated, and that's because if you have a place of business, then you need to move closer to it to be able to work there, to be able to make an income. And so cities grow up as businesses grow <clears throat> grow where people are living and then people move in to f- work at that business where, which means more businesses will come, more people, and it keeps building up the city to where a lot of people are living in all in the same place so that they can work there and make money there. Now, that's not going to, going to change. With universal basic income, there's still going to be cities and still people wanting to have the jobs that are available in cities. But universal basic income isn't going to affect that so much because the people who couldn't afford housing before didn't have those jobs if they can afford housing now that they have universal basic income that means they are not tied to a specific locality they can move to rural areas but they would have income by their universal basic income which is not geographically bound to a specific area. So that 97% of the land can fit vastly more people than what we currently are fitting in there. Um, Lots of room. Another thing, land is actually flexible in the amount of it. That's what multi-story buildings are. That's what skyscrapers are. It is artificially creating more land, more square footage. So you can have a th- 10,000 square feet of land. And you can say, I can build a 10,000 square foot residence or apartment here. But I could just put another level, and now I have 20,000. Another level, I have 30. And another level, I have 40. And you can keep going up. Um, so land is definitely flexible um there's definitely a lot of room for the supply and demand to adjust accordingly there might be a slight increase in land value as a few more people want to be property owners but it's not going to be major so just to kind of a recap what we talked about inflation isn't bad we intentionally create inflation in our society aim for about two percent we have governmental powers or Federal Reserve powers to control and adjust the rate of inflation that even if UBI caused inflation, we could pull it back and we could adjust that. But supply and demand, people trying to undercut other people selling, people trying to sell for cheaper, people creating new and more efficient ways to do things, that's all going to come into play as well. So, basically, inflation is not a reason to not do universal basic income. Got any more arguments against it? Talk to me. Tell me what's up. And who knows? Maybe I'll have to make another video on it. See you next time.